G'day everyone, welcome back to another episode of Heat One Motorsports. My name is Logan Wiltshire and just a quick intro into today's episode for you guys. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Mark Lemons named his Australian squad to take on Poland uh, in Ribnik on the 3rd of May. So we'll be diving into the to Aussie teams that he selected. Uh, we're also going to be talking about the Ashtec uh, motors, a bit of technology that some of the riders have implemented uh, for this year uh, as we will compare them also to the, to the motors that a majority of the other guys are using. Um, talk about Wolverhampton, uh, no longer going to be riding at Moonmore Green in 2024. Uh, so we'll, we'll dive into that as well. We'll do our weekly results wrap. Uh, and then we're going to really dive deep into the, the GP preview. Uh, the GP starts in about uh, 10 or 12 days now. So uh, not far, not far from, uh, from kicking off. So we're going to discuss the, the riders, the tracks, the rounds, all that sort of stuff. And, uh, and to finish it off, we're going to talk about some of the, the fiery, heated moments uh, in Speedway. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Stay tuned, and we'll see you on the other side of this. You are listening to the Heat One Motorsports Podcast. G'day guys, welcome back to another episode of Heat One Motorsports. Uh, uh, as always, I'm joined by my co-host Anders Wiltshire. How are you? Yeah, good mate, how are you? Oh, well, very well. Do you, you he- Do you hear this? Oh yeah, it's very nice. Because it's Friday. <laughs> it's Friday, our <laughs> weekend. Oh, it's so good, the working week's done. Hang on, just let me have a... Big week? Was for me. I just I just got off two night shifts. Oh, so that's tired. delicious. You come off night shift. Yeah, yeah. Last two nights. Yuck. Come home this morning, had a few hours sleep, and then get up and go. I tell you what, I don't envy you one bit. You used to you used to do it, didn't oh. you? Ten years you done it. I will never go back. I don't think it's rubbish, but it's necessary. What is better than coming home to your family, your wife, and your kids every single night? Yeah, it's true. It's good. It's it so good. And now I know exactly what it's like but i didn't you're right i didn't 10 years i did i could not stand i would never go back as how's your family feeling better recovered they are they are a lot better uh still lingering effects still kids are coughing here and there Uh, it's just normal though kids always do it but yeah finally starting to feel back to normal Mm -hmm. um which is uh a relief because it was a long it's it it was going on being sick the house has been sick for like over I don't know four weeks, five weeks, just yeah. tough. We're all good now. We, um, Amy's still struggling with the bit of sickness with the pregnancy. Oh, so yes. I don't know if I announced last episode, but yeah, we are expecting expecting again, little baby girl. Absolutely, yeah. How good's that? Yeah, so couple of girls in the family have, now. Yeah, yours and ours. So I'll have one of each now, boy and girl, and I'll be done. Hey, I'll be getting the snip. Yeah, <laughs> can we go do it together? We can oh, hold. We can hold I'm hands th- while I'm we do it. I'm only thirty, but geez, I. Just to be sure. But you know what's good is a boy, a girl, and a dog. And a dog. Isn't that just the most... That's the ideal. That's the ideal family. You can, and you can you can drive a normal car. Yeah. You can have a normal size house. You know, And you know when you go to your theme parks and all that and you buy the family pass where you go to Hunter Valley Gardens and you get the family pass? It's always two parents, two kids. Yes. That's your family pass. Exactly. As soon as you have that third, it's different. Imagine going to the snow... Oh, no. We oh, we love going to the snow deer, every single year. Deer is poison. Deer is poison. One hundred and fifty dollars a day 
per for head. a ticket per head just to go up the mountain. Imagine if you had four kids, yeah. then yourself, then your missus. Oh, well, some of them do it, but oh. now, I'm done now. I'll, I'll happily tie the knot. I um I we're thinking about doing the same. Mm. Um, I'm nervous about it, but it I think it needs to happen. Mm. Like we're in the exact same boat. We're we're happy. We're done. We both just think, no, nah, we're yeah. We, this it needs to stop. <laughs> we don't it want no this. We don't want it anymore. Oh, very good. Yeah, so now that's my exciting news for the last. Uh, since the last podcast, yeah, okay, yeah, unreal. Another little girl in the family that'd be that'd be um testing, very testing. Yeah, I know. Yeah, like for the people that don't know, like our wheelchair side of the family, there's very few girls. Mm. Yep, it's always been uh, majority guys. So I know the mothers. I know the mothers in the family are very excited. Do you reckon you're going to be a shotgun sort of father where you, you can't take your eyes off her? I don't. Yeah, I don't you know. know. What I mean? It's really hard. It's, it's going to be hard. Yeah. Because you love, because we, you know, we've both got one of each now. Yeah, I feel as though our young blokes will be off running a mark. I feel like, uh, like once the kids do get into those teenage years and all that, I feel like I'm going to be more responsible for Brooksy. Mm. Take yep. on the like the the um, mentor as the dad, the father figure for him, and yep. Amy's going to be the mother. Yep, and look after the girls. Yeah. So. Well, anyway, fun times ahead. Yeah. Well, uh, on uh, more exciting news on my end, we're. Inspecting a potential wedding venue. Yep. Yeah. Um, so so you got this started the planning. Started the planning. Uh, Logan and I are going to check out that to, on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And also for the listeners out there, if you ever hear me refer to Logan, even though that's my name, it is in, in fact also my fiance's name as well. Yeah. I know. How coincidental <laughs> is that? And everyone always says who who's never who doesn't know us, they go, Oh, imagine when you get married, yeah. you'll have the same name. Yeah. It's the same joke every time. Oh, when it, when you when you started dating and you come home and you were telling me about this new girl and I found out what her <laughs> name was, I thought you were kidding. No. Full it's serious. gotta be having me on. Full serious. Yeah. I wouldn't have it any other you way. Had, now. You had to show me her um social media to mm. prove it to me. I just mm. didn't believe you. Yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway, let, it might get a little bit confusing yeah, if yeah. you, you know, but now you all know that. So, so. It's, it's the Logans. It's Mr. Logan, Mrs. Logan. That's right. Yep. The Logans. Yes. Or Lady Logan, as sometimes uh, some people call her, Lady yeah, Logan. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're going to look at this venue, which would be nice because it's got to cater for 160 people. I was going to say, I remember you saying you had 150 plus kids. Mm, no, no. Pl- yeah, in, plus, yeah. Plus, plus kids, kids. That's right. So yeah. Still going with that number? We think so. Because we've, we, if this venue is, is nice and we it's like be massive. the look of it, then we'll, we'll book it and therefore it allows us to have that many. We don't have to then, oh crap, now we've got to cut yeah, down yeah. 20, 30 people. Ah, that's massive. So, oh, we're looking forward Exciting. to it. Exciting. And, and the, the theory behind it is no one has to miss out. Yeah. And I understand everyone's like, no, nah, you'll cut it down, you'll cut it down, but. How can you how can you invite one auntie over that side yeah, of the no, family no, and then no, not have that yeah. auntie? So I was like, if everyone just is there, mm-hmm. everyone's happy, and because everyone will be there, it'll be a really good yeah. time. I think it'll be a good party. Oh, well, very good. Let's see how the venue goes. Yeah. So, but no, I've cracked my beer open. It's been a, a big day at work. Uh, oh, big week at work. Big week. Uh, but we've also got Anzac Day next week. Yeah, next. Uh, was it Tuesday? Tuesday. Really looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there'll be a lot of the Aussie boys over in the UK and in Europe will be par- partying on. I'd partying, say, showing their respects. So. Absolutely. It's so. always a great day. And who doesn't love playing a bit of two up at the pub? Yes. I'll be there. 
100%. I'll be there with one of my best mates and uh, hopefully being sensible. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I'll be at work. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Don't get that day off, unfortunately. Yeah, right. I'll be on day shift, so... It's all, right. it's all right. Playing a bit Next of year. playing a bit of two up with some monopoly two money at work. At work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that'd be good. Yeah, we, we drink cans of monster. Yeah, well, <laughs> hey, and it's it's honestly between Australia Day and Anzac Day, mm. they're my two favourite days of the year. Yeah, 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 absolutely love them. They're like, you know, Australia Day is always nice in summer. Yeah, out on the on the water on the jet ski or whatever, and then yeah, a bit of two up on mm. Anzac Day. Yeah, very nice. So, well. Let's get into it now. Sticking with Australia, mm-hmm. Mark Lemon has named his Australian lineup to face Poland in Ribnik in a Test match. Yeah, I've seen the lineup. Looks good. These looks get me good. excited because it just means it's it's back to international speedways. They, it's back. How often do they have like Test matches like this? Not all that often. I reckon they should do it more often. They do. They sometimes do like um like uh, say Poland versus rest of the world. Yeah, where yeah. they get. A couple people yeah. from everywhere, but um, yeah, no, not often do they do these test matches. So when we get the Ashes going, well, I let's get something like that. Like, let's get it as a annual trophy. Wouldn't that be unreal? Because because the UK, the Brits, they're a they're a great they're a gun team. They now. are a solid team. They're, a well, they're that, definitely a threat this year. Well, they won the Speedway Nations two years, two years ago. ago, so. You yeah. know, they've got some. They they could field five. The or dynamic six. now with five riders changes it a bit, but yeah. like they got uh, like Bewley and, mm. and Lambert now. Well, it, if it's a test match, it'll be team riding, so it'll be six mm. riders. So yeah, I I, I would love it. Imagine an, yeah. an Ashes, because or, or, I think in cricket the Ashes is biannually. Yeah, it's every two years. Speedway could do the same. Could do. And oh, then for you, sure. But then you have got Ty Wolfenden. Yeah, who would be a bit torn. Oh, because oh, he, he was born in WA. He's going to race for Britain. He will. He would race, race for Britain. Britain. But I mean, sh- I reckon secretly he'd be happy either way. Yeah, he wouldn't, wouldn't care where it goes. Yeah. I wonder who he supports when it comes to the cricket. When well, it comes to the Ashes, we'll try and get that question out to him. Ty, from me to you, can you please let us know? Do you support the Brits, the Barmy Army, in the cricket, or do you support Aussies. Pat Cummins and his boys, yeah, yeah, the Aussie yeah. cricket team? I'd love to know. Um, Message us in, please. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, this is looking good. So, do you want to read the lineup? Yeah, so six riders, like you said, in the lineup. So, running on the 3rd of May. So, Jack and Chris Holder. This is one of my favourite bits of news of the week Jason Doyle. Didn't we say he was going to retire from international duties? And I said, nah, he'll, he'll come back. He'll come back. Yeah, so Jason is back and back as captain. Yep, 100%. In the number three spot. And then Rowan Tungate. Yep. Max Frick and Brady Kurtz. And just a bit of uh, side note, Ribnick mm-hmm. is Brady Kurtz's home track. You reckon that factored into him him getting a spot? Well, he's riding well in every team he rides yeah, for. So yeah. it doesn't surprise – if the if the, um, if the meeting was held in mm. anywhere like Croatia, I reckon Brady would still get picked. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely helps when he's home track ride for Ribnick. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. No, it's, it's a pretty exciting lineup. So, so we've just found uh, Mark. This is a quote from Mark Lemon um, in an interview. So Jason has been a stalwart of Team Australia Speedway, and his decision to be available for international duties and the World Cup selection is a huge boost to the team, especially going into this year's five-man format. I'm pleased that with some time to reflect and after many discussions about what's best for Jason and the team, we're seeing him back in an Australian race suit this year. Mm. That. Is so, 
I love good that. Good news. 100%. That's such good news. And he only makes Australia stronger. He's still, he's still arguably Australia's best rider. Well, he's he's killing it in, yeah, in so every team he rides for. Yeah. It's good to see that he's back. Yeah, 100%. And uh, Doyley said uh, in an interview as well, after racing in the Aussie titles back home this winter and recharging the batteries, I've had some time to reflect on my international commitments. A return to the traditional team format in the World Cup now comes around only every three years. Mm. And I feel it's just too big of an opportunity to miss. So, uh, do you know how old he is? Because I know he's sort of getting on in age ooh, a little bit. Ooh. He... I'm going to say... He won't have too many of these. That's what I'm saying. Every three years, he probably won't have too many of these to go. Well, that's that's right. Triannually, he might only get... This might be his last or maybe one more after this. I've got a feeling he might be, might be 37. Just let me check. Yeah, let so me yeah. fact check <laughs> Coming for Coming back next time as the big 4-0. He's 37. Yeah. He's 37. But hey, how many 40-year-old-plus 40, 40 riders are out mm. there still riding well? There's a few. Scott yeah, Nichols. Few. Quicksilver. Yeah. He's fast and he's got grey hair and he's not <laughs> slowing down. Silver. Maybe the Silver Fox. Yeah. He's, yeah. Unreal. So, uh, some of these guys are not slowing down. Nicky Pedersen. Turn back the time. Nicky Pedersen. Yeah, 40. Nikki, for sure. What's he? 40? Yeah. In his 40s. Oh, so I can't remember exactly how old he is, but still killing it. So. Yeah. But we'll yeah, see. We'll see how Really looking forward to that. I think it'd be great. And who, what better team to trial, like to have a, a test match? Mm-hmm. Right before the eve of the World Cup, then possibly yeah. the best and nation I, and in the world. And I'm glad we're going up against Poland. 100%. For sure. Now, we Poland can't ha- find the Polish team yet. They haven't announced no, it. They haven't announced it. Um, but I'll tell you what, it, you, would, you would argue that they're two metal mm. teams, uh, yeah, potentially. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm really stoked, really looking forward to it. Um, all these boys race in Poland. For sure, yes. You know, so... Yes. Um, Chris obviously ha- he's probably Chris would be the most experienced rider there yeah, I'd say. Um, yeah, is he older than Doyley though? I don't I don't know how about he definitely got the most years in professional speedway because Doyley made a kind of a late start. Yeah, I couldn't tell you exactly how old Chris is, but he's been on the professional stage probably for a while. F- probably if he, for a bit longer. I I couldn't tell you for sure, but you got the two experienced head there in, in Chris and Jason. Like it's it just makes that team so much stronger. Oh, for sure, so much stronger. Uh, I got it here on Chris. Yeah, he's he's two years younger than Doyley. Is he really? Mm. Oh, uh, there you go. A year younger. He t- he's thirty five. Turns thirty six. Yeah, this right. Year. Okay. Very similar. Mm. Very similar. But got more years racing professionally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, all right. So. Yeah. Moving on. So uh, an eagle-eyed TW brought Picked this one. Up. Brought this to my attention, yeah, and yeah. I'm glad he did because it really sparked a bit of a discussion between Dad and I. Yeah, you have to tell me about it because I haven't had the chance to catch up with him and quiz him on this. Right. So he's noticed a picture of Max Frick ra- riding. It was in the, the GP promo. Mm. They did all the, the promo videos and pictures and stuff. And uh, Max was on the back wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dad was eagle-eyed, zoomed right in, and saw that um, Max's engine looked a bit different. To normal, mm. so at the bottom, at the base of the engine, there's normally this big bulge that off the side of it. Now that's that's people call it an ignition trigger, ignition mm-hmm. switch, whatever you want. But it's, it's the ignition timing of the engine. So that particular part of the engine that is, it's you can adjust when the spark mm-hmm. happens, and then obviously ignites and pushes the cylinder yeah, back down. Yeah. Right, so you can change the timing of the spark. Right. So, uh, you know, if you, you change the spark, either 
you know, early or late in the cylinder cycle. Mm-hmm. You're going to retard the engine. You, you, it's, it's just so many variables you yeah, can do, yeah. right? But we've noticed, and, we, and Dad and I went on the Ashtec Instagram page and had a look at all these. So on Max's engine, there's no bulge there anymore. Mm-hmm. So that ignition trigger or ignition... Where is it now? It's now been changed up under the tappet cover. Yeah. Right? So I contacted Ashtec. I asked a couple of questions and he was super helpful. Yeah. Uh, he, he gave me a bit of information. So, so they've installed digital ignitions on some of the riders' engines, changing the ignition trigger from the crankshaft at the bottom mm-hmm. up to the camshaft. So notice this on a, a couple of pictures, but yeah, Max, Max in most recently. But then um, Ashtec was able to let me know that uh, Ty Wolfenden's doing the same. Yep. Brady Kurtz. Brady. Robert Lambert and Dan Bewley. There you go. So, so some big big riders there. Yeah, so um, Ash Holloway, he used to race back in the day. He actually remembers you and I. From when? From Oxford days. When we were in Oxford. Yeah, he said as young kids, he remembers us running around the pits. We were little terrors. Yes, absolutely. Ah, cute, cute little terrors. Yeah. But yeah, I just thought that was interesting. You know, it's and for one, I like it. Yeah, because um, modernising it a little bit. I'm going to say revolutionising it, mm. you know, especially if it pulls off. Yeah, so so is it, I'm, I'm assuming going digital like that, it's going to give the riders a bit of adjustment on the run. Well... On the run, yeah, in between between races, very possibly because there's there's a there's obviously an upside to this. Mm, now, Ashtec wouldn't elaborate on what those positives yeah. or those potential positives could be, obviously, because you you don't want to give away all the secrets, yeah, you know. Secrets. So he wouldn't elaborate on that, but yeah, if it's digital, mm. who knows? the 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 boys could be riding the bike and and adjust your ignition on your on, on the on the run. Yeah, like, yeah. You, you really don't know. So very interesting, and like I said, revolutionising the sport. Someone doing something different. Um, oh, I like it. Uh, speedway bikes. I've actually been heard. Uh, I've heard from a few different people that they call them broomsticks. What's that? Because they're just old school. Yeah, old school machines. Because they, you know, there's no. They're uh, simple. They're simple. There's no electric start. Mm. You know, there's no batteries. There's no um, kick start. They're sort of built that way. Keep them as light as possible. There's no fuel injection. It's all carby. Yeah. So, yeah, people nickname them broomsticks because they're so old, old school. But because of that, they're so light. Mm. They got so Look much horsepower. Weight ratio on them, like how fast they get off the line. Incredible, absolutely incredible. And Speedway's all about getting traction mm. and getting go forward. So I think Ashtec is they're onto something. They're yeah. on. They could be hundred percent. And I, I hope they succeed. Well, think, look, fingers crossed for them. Fingers crossed. You know, and they've got the three the three Brits in in Wolfenden, Lambert, and Bewley mm-hmm. uh, testing them out for him, as well as Kurtz and Max. Yeah. So so what they got they got four. So they got one quarter of the Grand Prix lineup. Yep. Running those. Ashtec and and they're only the names he's given me. There could be more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be more there. So. Hey, like I said, keep a lookout for him. I love it. I think it's it's good for the sport. It's people have got to try new things, mm. you know. Um, in um the the Gypsy Tales podcast that Ty Wolfenden did, Ty brought in um titanium bolts mm. because they're lighter. Lighter. Now they quickly got banned. Did they? Because Dan Bewley was running titanium bolts in his, I think it was in his triple clamp up yeah. on his yep. up on his handlebars. Well, then the bike snapped in oh, half okay. while he was riding. So like, what? They're just not as strong. Yeah, mustn't be, or or you know maybe they need to be checked regularly, yeah, or, yeah. or I can't remember exactly what it was, but yeah. So then the FIM FIM blanket ban on all titanium yeah. bolts. But hey, Ty tried something. Yeah, different. yeah, no, they're, they're trying to evolve because 
these boys are chasing one percent. Yeah, they've got to be at a professional level. It doesn't matter what sport it is. Yeah, always chasing the one percent. Chasing the one percent is so you know changing to titanium bolts. That's something that it it obviously mm. it must have worked for him. But yeah, again, it, there was there was obviously downfalls as well. Yeah. So yeah, I just thought that was interesting. And dad brought dad showed us, and I thought, oh, that's yeah, yeah, very interesting. Uh, hey, um, did you? S- another thing I read over the days off Monster Energy signs a new three year deal with the um, new three year sponsorship deal with the FIM. Really? Mm. Oh, okay, that's that's p- good news. So they're going to they're still be the main sponsor for the Grand Prix and the Speedway World Cup. Right, okay. I like that. Oh, right. 100% I like that. Because Discovery Sports is, is the promoter. Yeah. But so Monster Energy's jump on is the main sponsor. That's what I read. So, which leads me to my next question. You think of the Grand Prix riders, you think of which ones are Monster Energy sponsored? Jack Holder. Jack Holder. Dan Bewley. Dan Bewley. Oh. Three more. Three more. Ty Wolfenden. Ty Wolfenden. Uh, nah, you, you've, they're the ones off the top of my head. Swede anyway. and Poland. Oh, Freddie Lingren. Freddie. Yep. And Polish. What's Yanovsky's Red Bull? Oh, Doozers. Patrick Doozers. Patrick Doozers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah, course. Yeah. Of course. So, nah, very good good news. Yeah, that's unreal. That's Compared to some of the news we have coming up. Yeah, and... You know, I feel like doing a minute of silence over this, but, you know, yeah, it, it's know. such a shame that uh, Wolverhampton Wolves no longer will be racing at Monmore Green after this season. Mm. What, and uh, I think it was a shock to a lot of people. Oh, for sure. Massive shock to a lot of people. It's Especially in the wake of, of Peterborough being um, at the... Well, first of all, they lost Nicky, and then second of all, they... <laughs> lost their track. Lost their track for next season. And it's it's a real shame that in this day and age... You know, if you own your track, you're safe. Yeah. But, you know, like Wolverhampton, like Peterborough, excuse me, um, yeah, you, yeah, if you don't own your track and the tenants can do what they want. Mm. Not, not the tenants, sorry, the landlords, the landlords can, can do they what they can, want. Yeah. I, I think they're just chasing more um, dog races. Yeah, well, there's some sort of dog league, something that's yeah. going to be running six nights a week. Something like that. But I've just found um, on the – there was a, a news report I found on the website, so I'll just read it word for word. Entain Group has informed Wolves their tenancy agreement will not be extended beyond the end of this year, with the club now set to be homeless after nearly a century mm. of racing at the venue. It's a shame. In a statement issued on Monday morning, the company said it had made the decision in order to focus on a new Premier Greyhound racing venue. Monmore currently hosts six Greyhound meetings a week with Speedway taking place on Monday nights between March and October. Monmore has, uh, Monmore has enjoyed a long and proud relationship with Wolverhampton Wolves and this decision has not taken lightly, said Leo Walker, Entain's Transformation and Experience Director. Chris Van Stratton, who runs, who has run Wolves since 1986. Been there a long time. Wow. And is the UK's longest-serving promoter, has been left devastated by the development. He claims to have been offered a four-year licence to continue racing at Monmore as recently as February, though it is understood that this is refuted by the Entain Group. Chris Van Stratton said, My world has collapsed. Discussions over a new three-year deal uh, began last year. Nothing in these discussions gave me any indication a new contract would be not be forthcoming. At the moment, I am on the floor. It has come at such an unexpected shock. 
Monmore is the UK's oldest speedway track, having held its first meeting in 1929. Nearly 100 years. Wow. Wolves currently compete in the Premiership, the top division of the UK. Well, just I'll tell you what. Two clubs. Massive. What like it's the um British Speedway is I'm not saying under attack, but is threatened at the moment because Big time. next season you can't you can't run a league of five clubs. It just doesn't work. Yeah. Like six six seems to be your minimum. Um, I think they good. did. They did six during COVID. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, that's right. And I believe. like this year with seven with Leicester coming up is great. But yeah. like, how do you run five? Well, and, and what a, I heard Peter Burrow, you know, they're they're searching far and wide for some land mm. they, when they need at least ten acres. They're saying to yeah. Um, yeah. open up a new venue and like and then the development approvals and plans and yeah. building it to try and get that done by uh, March twenty twenty four. It's it's a long ask. Yeah, it's it's and a tall order. That's for I sure. I don't know what they're going to do. Like, they've spoken about sharing venues with other clubs temporarily. Yep. But I, I know they've tried that in the past, and it doesn't really work successfully. Because yep. you know, look at your Peterborough fans. Are they going to travel 50, 60 miles yep. to Kings Lynn or you know wherever it is? Yep. They have their own. Are they going to travel that far? One so thing, yeah, one it's thing, not good for your fan base. One thing that I don't understand, and obviously there's a lot more to it than just my knowledge, but you got Wolverhampton, mm. one of the oldest, most successful, most decorated clubs in the UK in recent times, in 100 yeah, years. Yeah. Why do they not own their track? Yeah, I, d- I don't know the business behind it. Like, I, don't know. I, f- I fully appreciate they've been at Memorial Green for nearly 100 years, mm. but surely in that time, being so successful, there was a time where British Speedway was at the was at the tippity top yeah. of 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 the sport. Yeah. Why why are they still tenants? I don't know, but this you know why is Peterborough still tenants? This and they're might just as this might serve as a warning now for the rest of the clubs to yeah try and um, get yourselves into a situation where you do have some sort of ownership. Yeah, oh, I just feel sorry for for uh, Chris Van Stratton. Feel sorry for the riders for the, the riders the, the um, members. Yeah, fans. fans. That's, that's devastating. So like out of all the clubs, you wouldn't have expected a powerhouse like Wolves. No, nah, uh, you know, who, a well-respected club like Wolves. You know, mm. so, so who knows what they're going to do? Do you? They got to. Do you? Do you? Do you bring up more um, championship teams into the Premier League? Do you uh, ch- uh, championship teams into the Premiership? Do you just make a blanket one league? Oh, I heard, you know? I've seen. I heard an interview. They tried that quite a while ago. There's up to I don't know there might have been up to twenty teams though in the, in this league. Oh wow! Yeah, um, but they got it really. Well, Phil Morris has got a big uh, big job to. He's, he's really walked into it, hasn't now. he? I know. He's really walked into some so some shit. This season's going to be interesting. Yeah, uh, it's it just sucks. I really feel for the fans as well as the whole mm. British Speedway as well because like the in the wake of this with the two teams you know having no homes for the for next year. They might it might affect championship teams that have to come up, mm. you know that you know probably can't afford to. They've got yeah. to pay better riders more money. Yeah, yeah. You know it 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 might not work. They might have to pull together and just have one blanket league, um, and in turn maybe some of the better riders will choose not to ride in the UK again next year. That's probably going to go that way. It's just a vicious. They're cycle. already struggling to get Grand Prix riders yeah. and top tier riders. Oh, I just feel for them. I feel no. for him. But, Some hey. Shocking news. We've got a full season still ahead of us. Yeah. 
And and how's riders the, are going to try and focus, get back to focusing on their racing? Well, that's what I was about to say. Like you know, you're riding for a club that is not going to be there next year. How do you mm. mentally? How do you focus on that? And and fans like you know, maybe they just might oh stuff it. Or we're not going to go watch the speedway tonight. Yeah, I've seen there's a petition, um, a signing yeah, petition yeah, that a lot of people are signed onto. It. I think they're up to over 10,000 people now. Like, people are going to mm. support and get behind it, but, yeah. you know, I really can't. What, okay. what, what do they do unless they find a new ground, which very chances are that probably won't happen anytime soon. Mm. Like, they, they might find <laughs> something, but for that for that ground to be ready, 2024, mm. I heard less there than were, 12 months. I sure. heard there was something along the lines of, um, you know, when, when these developers come in and, and buy these places or, or um, the owners sell to these developers, that when it's sporting and recreation mm. like this, that they should enter a clause into the contract where, you know, can you find find a place for this club to yeah, go to? to relocate Whether them. it's Speedway or yeah, Greyhounds yeah, yeah. or it could just be a football field. Yeah, I know they are calling for some sort of legislation to be put in place for that to try yeah. and protect protect those sporting venues. Uh, it's a shame. They got a full season ahead of them to still focus on their racing. Yeah. Yeah. So. And f- from what I've been told, you know, um, TW said it a lot, Wolverhampton's not an easy track to go to. So that's why the Wolverhampton team has been so successful there because mm. their home track advantage is just huge. Huge compared to other you know, tracks. Massive, easier. massive fan base as well. So, yeah, it's a, it's a massive shame. Yeah. Mm. Um, but we can't dwell on it. Can't nah. dwell on it. We've got to keep moving forward. Um, we'll um, let you know if anything gets updated. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to do a quick uh, weekly results wrap. Mm-hmm. So in the Polish Extra Liga, on oh, Sunday the 16th of this month, uh, Chesterhova went away to Lublin. Yes. Uh, so we're home, home to Lublin, sorry. Uh, Chesterhova went down 41 to 49. This was a very close. It was. Yeah, it was very, a great uh, meeting. They were, I think they were neck and neck with only a few... Yes, that's right. Races to go, so that's right. And some of the some of the Chester over boys, even though they went down by a um, couple of points, tell you what, they rode out of the skin. Yeah. Mik- Mikkel Mickelson, fourteen points. Maxim Strabic, nine plus one, and Leon Madsen, eleven plus two. Yeah, unreal. Um, but I mean, Lublin were too strong, and we did. They're a strong team. We predicted them both. We both predicted them to be number one this year. Yeah. So uh, looking looking at the team that. I always thought they were going to win, but I tell you what, it was closer than I thought. Mm. Uh, a couple of some big scorers there for Lublin was uh, Dominic Kubera, uh, ten plus one. Ten plus one. He's, I'm going to officially say it. He's in my Polish team this year. If yeah. I was, if I was the Polish team manager, I'm good, I would put him in absolutely hundred percent. A very own Jack Holder had a really good night too, nine plus one. So that was good. Um, Bartosz Marzlik, <laughs> yeah, maximum. Honestly, he's just. He's all wins. He's all but unbeaten this I, year. I want to know, and I couldn't find anywhere online about this. So it was coming down to the last couple of races, and they're tied, right? Smarzlik and that go. Uh, um, no, I might be thinking of Emil's. Sorry, Emil and Jason Doyle and their meeting. Oh, and Ipswich. Yeah, oh, yeah we'll, Ipswich. We'll, we'll get, get back to that later. Um, the only disappointing about Freddie. disappointing part about this uh, meeting was Freddie Lindgren managed, managed to score two points plus one. Um, obviously not great for Freddie. Um, you know, he, Disappointing. he, he, he gets, normally doesn't, he's going to be a gin the GP this year. Yeah. hundred percent. He, he'd be pushing for a top three spot. Maybe I'd, it's that long COVID. Oh, it could be, it could mm. be. Um, so no, nah, disappointing there for Freddie, but Hey, it's a long season. We've been saying it, um, yeah, for a couple yeah. of weeks now, you know, no, no title is won in the first couple of weeks. That's it. None. So, uh, we'll move on to, uh, another, 
um, Polish Extra League match on the same night. So Rotslav uh, home to Lezno. Uh, Rotslav winning 52, Lezno 38. Bit more of a bit more of a spanking. Yeah, I know. That was an easy one. <laughs> um, Dan Buley uh, with 11 points. Artem Laguda with 11 plus one. Ty Wolfenden with 12 plus one. And Janowski with 10 plus two. Mm. What a team. Honestly, gun, gun. what a team is unreal. They they all rode out of the skin. Team riding was unbelievable. Um, yeah, it was uh, good to watch. And then unfortunately, Lejno. But you know, Janusz Kolodzic had a really good night. He had fifteen. He had fifteen points. Um, fifteen off six rides, though. Admittedly, off six rides. The old bull. He's still got it. He's yeah. he's up around that forty year old forty eight forty age. Um, and Lindsay. Uh, he had a, a average night. He come away with uh, four points, with two second places and two lasts. Uh, Greg Zangotta with seven plus two, and Chris Holder with six points. He had a win and three thirds. Mm, so, yeah. but I mean, you, you're going to Rotslav. You know, you're going to Rotslav. They're a great side, mm, but this is where tough. the this is where the World Cup is this year. Yeah. So, you know, it's. Uh, Matt Sajanowski, he's obviously pushing for a Polish spot for sure. You know, for sure, he's a shoe in being the the Rotslav rider. But you know, you look at Jaiman Lindsay. He he'd be confident for an Australian spot too. He'd be pushing hard for it because yeah, yeah. he rides in the in this Polish league week in week out. So, but yeah, no. So Lesno went down there unfortunately, but yeah, Rotslav just proved to be too strong. Mm. Uh, and on a Tuesday the eighteenth, Gorjov hosted Grujons. Mm-hmm. Um, spanking. No, yeah, Gorjov fifty one to Grujons thirty nine. Uh, Simon Vozniak, good night with thirteen plus one. Martin Vasilik, nine points, and Anders Thompson, 13 plus one. Yeah. A couple of really good scores there. And, you know, Vasilik and, and Anders Thompson, they're the, the, they're the two JP riders mm. in the team. That, they're always going to perform yeah. reasonably well. You expect them to. 100%. And uh, and, and for Grujons, uh, Max Frick, he scored nine points, had a couple of wins, and but he had a couple of average races as well. Yeah, I've seen that too, like uh, two zeros. Yeah, Gleb Chuganov, he had five points, but tell you what, the old bull... Nicky mm. Pedersen. 13. 13 points. 13. He's he's definitely holding that team together. That was with a third on his, on his I don't know race. if his body's been held together very well, but he's holding these teams together. Yeah. So that good on him. Yeah, so Gorjov there beat Grew Johnson at home. Mm. Um, to the British Premier League uh, Premiership now. So uh, Leicester home to Ipswich in the knockout cup mm-hmm. on the seven on Monday the seventeenth. Um, yeah, good match for uh, uh, Leicester forty three to Ipswich forty seven. Mm-hmm. But on aggregate, Ipswich won 95 to Leicester 85. Yeah. So it was a 10-point difference in the aggregate. So this is the this is the meeting I was talking about that yeah, I was okay. so confused about. Right, yeah. Again, it went down to the wire. Yep. Right, pretty much the last race. Yep. And Heat 15, they got to elect who goes in. Yes. Why didn't Seyfudinov go in? Why did they put like, – like Heat 13, Doyle and Seyfudinov go out 5-1. Yep. Kill it. Yep. Heat 15 comes around. Doyle goes out again, yep. but they throw in Keenan Roo, who had a very average night. Now, luckily, now he, he won the last race. Yes, but do you see? Now you're looking at the scores. It's because Ipswich were were ten points in front on the aggregate. On the aggregate, so so they couldn't have lost the meeting. Come yeah. heat fifteen, no matter what. So I dare say they were just trying to give Keenan a bit of um, heat fifteen experience, Keenan a bit of time, which is awesome because he ended up winning it. And as a as an Aussie, you and I, how good. I yeah. absolutely love that. Oh, for sure. No, it was good for him to get the ride. I just nothing, nothing. I want more than seeing young blokes yeah. like that killing it in the UK. And Seyfudinov was on twelve points. Like they thought, shit. If we got to pay him another three points, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Keenan wouldn't be charging was he, all that much more. Uh, or, you know, wouldn't be charging anywhere near as much as Seyfudinov's yeah. charging per point. 
maybe it's a bit of financial. Who, know. who knows? But, know. but yeah, it was it was an entertaining meeting. So Max had a, a very unfortunate. I only had five plus five one. Plus one. Um, oh, I tell you what, I like Leicester because they are full of Aussies. Yeah, absolutely full of Aussies. So Sedgy seven points. I love how I love how the Aussie team could take the witches that close. To yeah, the, to the end. Absolutely, they did. Nick Morris five plus one, and Jake Allen four plus one. Plus one. But uh, yeah, just Doily and Safudinov proved too strong. So yeah, Doily with. 12 plus 2, mm. Seyfudinov with, with four straight wins and, and young Keenan Roo with five points and, and a win in Heat 15. It's great mm. for his confidence. Great. Um, this was a bit of a humping as well. So Monday the 17th, Peterborough home to Bellevue. Yeah. Um, obviously, Fair. we all know it's been in the news. Nicky Pedersen's pulled out. Mm-hmm. So still, it, haven't, still haven't found an adequate replacement. No, I haven't found a replacement, but they were able to get Michael Palm Toft in as a guest. Mm-hmm. Now Michael Palm Toft. And how did that go? How did that turn out? Not very well. <laughs> Not very well. Unfortunately for, for yeah. Michael Palm Toft, he had three rides and three zeros. Um, not great. I know his average is up around eight points. Mm-hmm. So he's a great rider. And, you know, Nicky's average being so high, you can get a rider replacement you, at the yeah. same average or below. Yeah. So you've got pick of pretty much the whole field. Pretty much. You know, and Michael Palm Toft is a young Dane. So, yeah. you know. And it, it's a shame, and, yeah. And they're only going to struggle to find a replacement for him even more now. Yes, that's right. With the news of the club, Exa- um, not, at least not getting extended. Exactly right. But shame about him. Three rides, uh, three zeros. Mm-hmm. Hans Anderson, uh, you know, he, he rode solid. okay. A couple, couple of wins. He had eight points. Yeah, Nils, solid. Niels Christian Everson, same as well. A couple of wins, nine points. But young Ben Cook, bit of confidence. Four and one. Yeah, four and one. Second place and a couple of third places. Four plus one. Um, but Bellevue stole the show. Mm. Absolutely stole the show. Oh, for sure. Um, Dan Bewley, still not where he Could should be. be. Yeah, yeah, I know. You agree there? Yeah, but he, look, that was only, he had eight plus two, so he had ten. Yep. Off only four rides. Yep. Yeah, that's true. It's, you given, know. Given yep. one more ride and it was it could easily have been, been eleven plus two. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, he had eight plus two. Um, Arrow and Brady Kurtz, nine plus two. Great ride, great night for him. Mm. Uh, but John and Lindsay. Look at that. Lindsay just 14. had a cracker night. Yeah, yeah. Um, just on fire. I think he's another one of the Monster Energy uh, sponsored athletes. Yes, he is. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah he is, absolutely. So yeah, 14 points for, for John and Lindsay. Love that. Mm, so great good. for him. So good. Um, and hopefully bring that confidence into the into the Polish league Polish, for Legno. Yeah. Um, now into the the British Championship. So Tuesday the eighteenth, uh, Plymouth Gladiators at home to Oxford Cheetahs. Plymouth, unfortunately, not getting the win at forty two points to Oxford's forty eight. Um, for for Plymouth, Cole Howarth had a respectable night with ten points. He mm. was the the leading man there. Young Jake Turner, New Zealand, New Zealander. Well, you don't see many New Zealanders. I'll call him our adoptive Aussie. You know, I, <laughs> I love it when the the boys from uh, from across the sea do well. Yeah. So yeah, and Jake had a he had a couple of good rides there. He ended up with five plus one. Um, but I tell you what, some of the look at the Oxford. Yeah, Sam there. Sam had a killer meeting Lighter. as well. Obviously, three wins in a row mm. and a five one in his last heat. So what he was twelve plus. What two. about the next bloke, Scotty Nichols? Oh, Silver Fox, eh? Hey? He ain't How slowing. Long's he been around? He ain't slowing down. So. Yeah, so thirteen points for Scotty. He only only first and seconds. Yeah, how bad is first, that? First, second, second, first, first. When someone says you want to come guest for us, yeah, but I only come first and second. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he had a killer uh, night, absolute killer night. Cameron Heaps as well, another Aussie. He had five points, respectable night. And young Luke Colleen, he only got one point, but hey, the Oxford Cheaters come away with the mm-hmm. win. So I'm I'm sure Luke would have been disappointed, but yeah. hey, his team got the bickies in the got end. The so. 
Can't argue with that. Wednesday the 19th, Birmingham Brummies home to Scunthorpe Scorpions. Brummies went down 41 to 49. Mm. Scunthorpe got the points there. And Birmingham Brummies are same as um uh, same as the Leicester Lions. They're full of Aussies. I love it. Absolutely love it. So Nick Morris top scored with 12 plus one. Um, great night for Nick. Mm. Unreal night for Nick. Paco Castagna. He ten off only four rides. So ten off four rides, guesting for them. He normally yeah. rides for Edinburgh in the in the championship. Um, what a night. Absolute yeah. great night for for Paco. Mm. Um Justin Sedgman with seven points. Uh, awesome night for – he had a, a win in two seconds as well with a couple of laughs at the end. But, you know, he rode worried well at the start of the night. Unfortunate for Ty Proctor. He only got one, one, one point. point off four rides. Yeah, but Yeah, he, he obviously not how – not the night, night he expected. No. Um, tell you what, great for young James Pearson to get six points. Six. Yeah, unreal. So, so James Pearson, uh, he also rides for – oh, crap, I don't want to get this wrong now. He rides for Bellevue Colts. And he's the he's number five for Bellevue, so he's he's the he's the Emil to yeah, Ipswich, yeah. you know, going great, going absolutely unreal, and he's only seventeen years old, young, yeah. So good 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 night there for Bur- for the Brummies, but they just got outdone by by the Scorpions. Uh, you know, Michael Palm Toft here at eleven points. Mm. You know, it's a shame he couldn't replicate that for Peterborough, but. Ryan Douglas, man, this guy is just he keeps performing on fire. Keeps performing he can't points. stop. Won't stop. Can't Jeez, stop, won't stop. He's going to have to slow down and protect that average. Oh, it, <laughs> no, you're bloody right. Absolutely. Oh, so 12 points with three straight wins for, for Dougie. So yeah. unreal night for him. And as well, Aussie Jake Allen had a, a eight points as well. So very respectable night there for the two Aussie boys. And the the last last meeting to round out the weekly results wrap, Wednesday the 19th, Pool Pirates, home to the Plymouth Gladiators and now – this was an absolute. This was a this was logging. This was a humping. Uh, Pool Pirates fifty nine, Plymouth Gladiators thirty. 30. Uh, Richard Lawson had an absolute field day, nearly maximum. Nearly maximum. He got second in his last ride, so fourteen points. But tell you what, I don't sure. Not don't think that'll bother him too much. No. Nah. Um, as well as the two Aussies, the two the, the Cook brothers. boys, brothers had a great night too. So so Ben Cook with seven plus one and Zach Cook nine plus mm. three. Pretty good, good team riding there. Un- unreal team riding. He, he got a couple of um, couple of points behind his teammates there, so he got plus three points. Um, and for the Gladiators, it was a bit abysmal night, but Richie Worrell with eight points, and again, uh, young New Zealander Jake, Jake Turner, Turner, our adopted adopted Aussie, adopted Aussie, yeah, yeah one a, point. a single point there, and he fell excluded in his second uh, his second ride. So not how he wanted it to turn out, but mm. tell you what, it's nice to get some actual speed, eh? Yeah, well, now they're not having all the weather events. So hopefully the weather bug is off. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, real real happy Very with all good. that. It was nice to nice to actually watch some, watch some Speedway. Have some racing. Right. What are you into now? Now this is where it gets real deep <laughs> because we've got 10 days or 11 days until... First Grand Prix. Until the GP kicks off. Now, bit of a preview. So it's a very similar lineup to last, last year. Last year. There's only been one change. And that's Pavel Shapelsky. Mm-hmm. He drops out of the line, line up to to make way for Kim Nielsen. Mm-hmm. Kim Nielsen won the GP challenge last April, which is um, yeah, good to have that second Swede. Need another second Swede. Yeah. There was a time where there was four Swedes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no, nah, very good. So round one was going to be Croatia in Croatia. Um, oh, I'm gonna, I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Donji Kralevic, but it's also, um. 
it's, this it's, is a man-made track. No, it's not a. It's it's a purpose-built track. It's mm. there all the time, but they hardly ever they ride there. Don't use it that often. No, nah, not not that often at all. Geez, if only that was near Peterborough. Oh, <laughs> and I'm sure they'd love that too. Yeah. So, um, Matty Zagar, he's the wild card confirmed. It is, yeah, because Zagar. because Slovenia and Croatia share the same border. Yeah. Because I don't think there's there's be many Croatian-born riders not, out there. Um, yeah, definitely none at the moment of that caliber. No, no, none that would would um, compete at a GP. That's right. Yeah. Whereas Matty Zagar, he is forty. He's been doing this for a long time. Mm. Actually, just before we get too far, Matty Zagar potential Peterborough number one re- replacement. Is that the news? I've heard that today. Yeah. Okay. So keep your keep your ears we'll uh, check open that for that. Happens. Yeah. So uh, yeah, um, Donji Kralovic. Sorry, guys, I pronounced it wrong. 305-metre track, so pretty pretty respectable Standard. length track. Um, so last year, Bartos kicked off his season and, and wiped the floor. Yeah. Second, Janowski. Third, Mikael Mikkelsen. And the World Cup, uh, wild cards last year, rather, last year was Matty Zagar. Um, and before last year, there wasn't a Croatian Grand Prix for 10 years. For 10 years. So 2012, and they had 10-year absence. 2022. Yeah. And then this year, back again, but no home advantage for anyone. Yeah, which is good. Which is good, you know. Yeah, keeps the uh, field pretty even. Yep, absolutely. And uh, Matty Zagar, even though he's not the Croatian, he he will be the the home rider yeah. essentially. How do you see this going? Is there any anyone that you've got a bit of a a feel as to who will kick off their season with a really good start? Oh, I can't. Apart from the obvious, because apart from Smarsley. Yeah. Like already killing it in Poland with a maximum just recently, one Croatian last year. How how do you not give it to him? Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. You you put money on him definitely to make the final. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. And then anything anything can probably happen once he gets to the final. And you know what? He is that big moment rider. Yeah, like he could have an he average loves night. The pressure, average night, scrape through into a semi, mm. but then. Bang bang win win. Like, yeah, it's just. I'm um, just trying to think. Like going off the league results, other riders that st- stood out to me this year so far is Doyley. Yeah, okay. Like Doyley's been averaging some pretty high. Yep. Um, scores at the moment, so yep. maybe him. Yeah, love to see him in the final. Unbiased too. Totally. Totally unbiased. Totally. But no, I 100 percent agree with you. He was my one to watch. Yeah. Because I feel as though he's really. We'll do a more in depth. Like we'll do another episode before. Yes. Leading into it. Leading into it. For sure. So yeah, I've got excuse me, I've got Doily there. I think he'll be in the final. Mm. Um, and as well as um, I reckon Martin Vashilik's going to kick on this reckon year. Get there? Yeah, I, I reckon he's just he's one of those guys where if he can stay injury free, I just feel as though he's he's so fast. He can beat yeah, any, oh, can 100%. beat anyone on his night. So now nah, look out for that. I'm really really cannot wait for that. So 29th of April. I'm going to be up at two in the morning. Two, you're going to watch it live. I'm going to watch it live. I I, I, I do every year. I used to. Leave for work at four thirty in the morning, but if the GP was on, I'd get up at two two thirty, yeah. watch an hour of it, and then go to work. Go. Um, all right, round two, Warsaw in Poland, inside the football stadium. So it, now this is a this is the equivalent to Cardiff. This is their version, yeah. Because what do you got? Nearly sixty thousand people. Can, yep. capacity fifty eight and a half thousand. Yeah, huge. And you know what? It'll be with the retractable roof. So it'll, it'll be on regardless of the weather. Absolutely. Yeah, nice. and uh, and it'll most likely be full as well. You'd think, oh, for sure. Yeah, uh, and short track too because it's inside a football stadium. Yeah. It's not too long, so it's only two hundred and seventy four meters. But still, that's still a pretty large 
inside a football inside stadium. Inside track. I believe. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, our very own Chris, uh, Max, Frick won, won, Max. Max Frick won it last year, yeah. um, which that was his second GP win. Oh, it was great. So, yeah, um, any, any, um, any GP in Poland, the atmosphere is just incredible. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they bring the atmosphere with those fans. Exactly right. But then put those fans in a football stadium where the, the grandstand is right, right on, top on top of the, of the track. track. You know, it's just going to make for yeah one of the the Exciting. best one of the best GPS of the year as well. Mm. Well, r- definitely rivals Cardiff, that's for sure. Yeah, it's, it's their Polish equivalent. Yeah. So last year they had Maxim Drabic was the the wild card. Um, I can see him him coming back again as the wild. Card, yeah, he's yeah. been riding extremely well. Um, all, all preseason, he's. Uh, I I just can't can't I don't know who how else they would choose a wild card. He's um he's riding extremely well for. Chester Hover, mm. so I can see him coming back for for uh, wild card in twenty twenty three. Yeah, for sure. Round three, Prague at the Marquetta Stadium, Czech Republic. Czech yes. Republic. Uh, Again, no home advantage to anyone. Yep, no home advantage. Uh, three hundred and fifty three meters. They're getting bigger. Mm-hmm. Getting a lot bigger. Um, Martin Vashlik last year won it. Won it. Ty Wolfen and two. Doily three. Wild card was Jan Kavek. So where's he from? So he's a young, he's a, a young Czech, he Czech? Czech rider. He yeah. ro- he rode in the SGP two last year. Yeah, he got silver medal, and he was silver yeah, silver okay. medal yeah, in the yeah. under world under twenty ones as yeah. well. Yeah, so talented guy can for move. Sure, guy yes. can move. But I, I I don't know if they'll pick him or Vaclav Milik as the wild card because they're both absolute yeah, I, uh, solid Czech Republic riders. You know, I'd probably if I'm going to put my money on one of them, be Milik. Yeah, okay, but. Yep. You could toss a coin. I think Milik rides for Krosno in Polish League with, with Jason Doyle. Mm. So a very well-respected, great rider yeah, there. Yeah, sure. Um, but, yeah, the Marquette Stadium, uh, awesome track. Uh, yeah, really looking forward to that. Round three. So round four in Germany. Tedro. Yep. A little bit smaller track. Th- yep. Oh, well, smaller than the last one. 314. Yep. yep. And you have got the track record holder on this yeah, one. Yeah, I could find a track record holder for this. Yes. So, Matty Zagar. Zagar in 2017. Yeah, very good. So, um, but yeah, again, no home advantage. Yeah, which is good. Yeah. Which is good. So, on so se- the first four, yeah, so the first four rounds of the season. How good is, I reckon that's a good talking point, that you're not selecting tracks that these riders ride favor. week in, week out. It just, it evens it up a bit, mm. but then... In a way, though, it could also have the opposite effect where the better motorcycle riders will progress or will just ride better yeah. naturally because they're, you know, you, you get what that's, I'm trying that's, to say. That's the nature of the sport, though. We're, we're here to separate the best from the best. Yes, absolutely. So what's that one? That was, uh, yeah, Tetra Germany. Tetra Germany. So last, Dudek won it last year. Yeah, Dudek, Smarzik, so Polish, one, two, and then Lingren in there as a third. Yep. So, uh, Kai Hookenbeck, you reckon he'll be back? Yeah, I reckon between Kai Hookenbeck and Eric Riss, but uh, from what I've been told, Eric Riss is now suffering some sort of injury to do with his his brain. He's getting brain oh, really? scans. Yeah, he's an Ipswich rider, yeah, and he's yeah. been he's he's missed a few few meetings recently. Um, Jeez, that doesn't sound good. No, so uh, I I don't know the ins and outs of it, but so that's all pending his health. It's it's not for a, it's not for a while, but yeah, I just. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, hope, best of luck to him. Hope, hope Eric's fine. But yeah, yeah, by the looks of it, it'll be either if Eric Riss is fit or Kai Hookenbeck again, yeah. either way. 
I might even throw a bit of a Smokey in there and potentially Norwich Bladorn. Ah, oh, okay. He's racing for Bellevue. Yes. So, hey, so there's some good German riders out there, and I reckon they'll field a very respectable German they'll, team for the World Cup. Yeah, I was going to say, if they can ju- – if a win for them would just be making the final. Yes, absolutely. For and them. I think they could. It's possible. I think they could. And throw in Martin Smolinski will probably be the captain. Yes. Who – you saw him, what he did in New Zealand, New Zealand a couple of years opening ago. Opening Grand Prix a few years ago. Yeah. But on, yeah on, the, he, on the sprint car track. He works better on the big tracks. Yeah, he does. He's a, he's a long track rider. Um, round five. Now Where we're he- we? now Round five. Now we're heading into some home territory. Yeah. So in Gorzhov, uh, Martin Vashilik and Anders Thompson are the home track riders. 2023, yes. Uh, Which, look, when you look at last year's results, one and two. Absolutely. So, Angus Thompson one, Vasilik two, Smarslik three. But last year, Smarslik rode for Gorzhov. Did he? Oh, yes. there you go. So, top three. Top we're three. All home the track whole riders. podium were Gorzhov home riders. Yeah. Because um, Smarslik is a Gorzhov young fella. Mm. He's, he grew up there. So, it was a bit of a shock, actually, when when um, Smarslik went from Gorzhov to Lublin. Mm. It was a bit of a – it's like you're – it's like your local soccer player getting signed by Man City. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and leaving your boyhood club. So, yeah, it, it, top three riders. Anders, have you seen the photo of Anders Thompson when he won? No. He did the victory parade in just his undies. Oh, did he? Yeah, he just stripped all his clothes off, jumped on the back of the bike and was and doing, went. doing monos down the, the back straight. Oh, he'd only do that because it was his home track. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And it was his first GP win. And yeah. he's he's a very big character. Yeah. Great oh, character. good. Great character of the sport. Sport needs it. So... Oh, I hope, I hope um, Thompson and, and Vashilik have another great night. I think it'd be be awesome for the home Gorjov riders to to have a good night, as well as um, Simon Vozniak. He's a Gorjov home rider as well, um, and killing it, mm-hmm. absolutely killing it. Another one of those guys pushing for that Polish spot, Polish spot in the World Cup. In the World Cup, and Nils Christian Eversen actually holds the track record. Yeah, no, in that's, two, that's, 2012. 2012. That's over ten years now. Like that record's still standing. And you think of and you think of the right, like you think of Smarslik that's yeah. been a home track rider there previously. Yep. On a little side note, did you hear um, uh, Emil Seifudinov broke the record? Yeah, I did. In his first, he broke the track record at in his Le- first. Was it at Leicester? At Leicester in his first heat. Yeah. <laughs> in his first race ever at that track. Yes, he walked the track. He said, "Yep." No, it looks good. Got it. He smashed the smashed the track record. Took half a second, nearly half oh, a second off it. Killed it. He's just a different beast, and I cannot wait for him to be back Imagine in the GP. Back in the Grand Prix. Can't wait. He he'll he challenge. You know, they, someone the the Grand Prix needs that. They need mm. someone like Emil to really take it to Smarslik mm. and Laguda. Yeah, and Laguda. Yep. Both of them put them both back in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, round six, Morlilla, Sweden. So this is Dakana's home track. So you've got uh, Dan Bewley and uh, Magic Yanofsky. Yanofsky, home track. Yeah. Yep. So Anders, oh, Andreas Johnson. Yep, 2010. And again, another old track record. Mm. Yep, absolutely. Doesn't that just go to show that the technology in the bikes hasn't changed too much? Then you, That's why you see Ashtec trying new things, trying mm. to get the most out of these engines, trying to get the, the traction to the ground to get to the first, <laughs> get to the checkered flag quicker. Yeah, yeah. And I, I kind of... I, I like it. Yeah, I like it. Oh, well, it's it's all personal preference, but I I don't want to see the technology change too much, right? Because if the bikes they're riding on now are very similar to the bikes ten twenty years ago, it makes us easier to draw comparisons. 
Yes, okay. riders today, yeah, yeah. riders back then. Yep. Um, like when you look at other sports that have drastically made technological advances, mm. how do you then compare mm. current Formula One is Formula One hectic. driver golfer? Yeah. Um, see, see the old golfing drivers that they used to. The, yeah. the head was the was how do you tiny? Com- how do you compare? A John Rahm or a Rory McIlroy today versus 30 years ago yeah. when they're using wooden drivers. Yeah, I exactly. Anyway. The drivers are the size of my foot yeah. these days. That's the technology. <laughs> so, Yeah, no, I fully I fully understand, but the, I'm glad that Ashtek are, are trying to do something about it. Mm. I think it's unreal. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Small changes are good, yep. for sure. Um, too big of a change can sometimes not be as good. Yeah, have the opposite effect. Yeah, um, Revolutionising, I like to call yeah. it. Uh, so in Morlilla last year in, in Dakana, uh, 2022 results, Bartosz Schmarzlik won. Freddie Lingren two in his home. Which is good to see. Home GP. On the home GP. Which is nice. And Matt Sajanowski third. With Oliver Burnson was the wild card last year. Mm. I, year. I can see Burnson being in it again. He was in the GP uh, two, uh, two years ago. How did he, he perform then um, in Mulilla? So, da, 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 what was his name? Um, Oliver Burnson. And he got five points. Yeah, okay. Yep. But um, the other other name I could probably pick out of a hat would be um, Jakob Torsell. Yeah. He's riding well this year. Yeah, possibly. Has been, has been for a while. Um, so, yeah, I, I enjoy no, Lin, Lin, Tony Lindback still kicking Ooh, around. He's still kicking Another around. Another old, older fellow, but still kicking around. Yep. Yep. Um, then we move on to round seven in Riga in Latvia. Latvia. Now I tell you what, this is definitely a track that not a lot of these guys would have ridden. Would have ridden nah. all that often, if if any at all. It's a three hundred and seventy four meter track. It's, a big, it's track. big. That is a big track. I'm looking forward to it because you've got a lot of big track riders mm. riding. You know, a lot of Polish based guys who enjoy these big tracks. So um, it's never been there before. No, it's making its stadium. It's it's uh, Riga Stadium making its SGP debut. All previous Lat- Latvian uh, Grand Prix were in Dagvapils. Mm. So uh, yeah, well, this would be an interesting one then. So unfortunately, I couldn't find hardly any info on yeah, this track. Yeah. Um, but my predicted wild card would have to be um, Lebedevs and and Zed oh. Le- at Lebedevs. Yeah, yeah. I'd say. Um, because he he's a he's a top rider. He rides for Krosno as well in the Polish league in the mm. extra Liga. He's by far Latvia's number one rider in yeah, the they, World they Cup. They didn't have a Latvian GP last year at all. No, no. Nah. So I I think it'd be um, I th- surely Lebedevs will be there. But I'm I'm really looking forward to this GP because again, like foreign track to a lot of riders, mm. big and open should make for entertaining speedway mm-hmm, for sure. So yeah, really looking forward to that round eight. The, this oh, is one of the best ones of the year. I would love to how go. How many of these? Can you remember how many of these we've been to? Oh, well, we definitely went to three. Yeah, two or three. Uh, I think it started in in 2000. Or was it 2001 it started? Oh, and we went to, it definitely went to 0102. Yeah, okay. So definitely two. Can't um, remember if we done a third or not. Uh, so, yeah. Cardiff. Principality Stadium. It used to be called Millennium Stadium, mm. but now it's called the Principality the stadium, stadium. Just change name. That's right. Yeah. 62,500 yeah. capacity. It's the, it's the, what you call, it's the Wimbledon of Speedway. Yeah. I like that. It's, it's I understand the Polish, you know, is still the biggest um, country for Speedway and all that. Yeah. Um, 
take tennis, for example, you know, England don't have the biggest tennis players either. No, but that's right. Wimbledon is the event. It's the one they all want to win. If you want to win one Grand Slam, that's the one you win. You're choosing Wimbledon. So I, I look at Cardiff as the same. Yeah, 100%. And it's... From all the stories I've heard, it's it's party central afterwards. It's a yeah, crazy good, time, good. crazy time, and it's in Wales. Cardiff is in Wales. Yeah. So you know, it's not you wouldn't expect. I remember we had the travel affair. Yeah, I know it was unreal. Back of the van, and also last year, a red hot young throbbing Dan, Dan Bewley won it. Um, uh, mate, can you imagine the after party on that? Crazy. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> I've just I've been listening to some podcasts today. He just went to the local nightclub that night. Mm. Which is just in line, just hands in his pockets, yeah. in his yeah. jeans, like just no preferential treatment. Nah. No, up to the front of the line, get in for free. Yeah, no, none of that You've shit. Just, just won the biggest event on Speedway calendar. Yeah, he's a, he's a good bloke, old old Dan Buell. He's um <laughs> he's he's one of the he's one of the boys, isn't he? Um, so uh, hey, tiny track. Yeah, very tiny. Is it, it must be the smallest track on in the GP. Well, how how long was it? Two seventy. It was two seventy two. 272, oh, yeah. Warsaw, 274. But again, inside a football stadium. So they're always yeah, going to yeah, be small. So yeah, Dan Bewley won last year. Bartosz Schmarzlik second and Patrick Dudek third. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam Ellis was the uh, wild card last year. I can see I can see Tom Brennan being a wild card because he's like an up-and-coming throbber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But tell you what, Danny King is Danny riding King. exceptional for Ipswich. He's captain of Ipswich as well. Um, wouldn't surprise me if he's there. Um, I think it would be him. Yeah, possibly, yeah. possibly. So, oh, Tom Brennan. Tom Brennan had one ride last year in the Grand Prix and got one point. Yeah, young guy though. Yeah, young uh, guy. Adam Ellis had a ride last year, got zero. Uh, I think Adam Ellis got injured uh, in practice. Adam Ellis got injured in practice and yeah. he he done one ride and pulled out or something. Yeah, and Danny King didn't get a ride last year no. in the Grand Prix, so yeah, it could be his turn. Yeah, just for just for a wild card. Very well, could be. And like you said, it's it's the event that everyone watches. Mm. And bit of trivia too. When are we going? Dan Bewley is only the second GP rider. Sorry, apologies. I'll start this again. Dan Bewley is only the second GB Great Britain Great rider Britain. to win Cardiff. So what? Wolfenden? No, nope, he hasn't done it. Wasn't Wolfenden? No. Nope. Hasn't done it far out. Scotty Nichols? Nope, hasn't done it. And this, I'm trying to go back. this particular <laughs> race, when he won it, this particular guy, it was... Mark no, Laram? No, it wasn't Mark Laram. Oh. This particular rider, when he won it, it was the voted the best moment from Cardiff's history because he come from the back to win. Wasn't a big name. Oh, he's big. It was? Oh, yeah, no, he wasn't a top five rider. Um, yeah, I'll know it. Mm. Not Scotty Nichols, Bomber Harris. Bomber Harris, yes. it was Bomber yeah, Harris. Yeah, I do remember that now. Yeah, and he, I think he was overall he had number fifteen on his back, so yeah. he just scraped into the GP series as a yeah. full time rider. Yeah. And oh, he, I remember seeing the highlights now. Actually, he come from the back, and I tell you what, this bike that he was sitting on just was an absolute animal. For some yeah. reason, he just overtook absolutely everyone, and the bike was never seen again. No, it's not a Thomas Gollub. <laughs> Not a Thomas Goller big gosh moment, yeah, but no. yeah, nah, hectic. It was so good to watch. Um, but yeah, so only two Brits have won the Cardiff GP since its oh, insertion. That's interesting. Insertion in what, 2001 or 2000 mm. or something? So, so 20 years. Yeah. And then Dan Bewley's just at the, at the club. They'll be at the club <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> They'll be that. trying to uh, watch the Brits push hard for this one this year. 100%. And like, you got the two Brits in Lambert and Bewley are five and six in the world. Mm. You got Ty Wolfenden who. Just a bit behind. Switched on this year. Yeah. Who I'm 
projecting he has a huge year. Um, so yeah, I'll, that that's obviously my favorite favorite mm. GP on the calendar. Um, we move forward to round nine in in Voyens in Denmark. Now, not yeah, many so not many riders ride in the ride here very often in, in the in the Danish league. But Anders Thompson does. He rides for SCS, which I'm going to try and pronounce it. Is it <laughs> Sonders Sondersland? Sonderland? Yeah, good try. I, I, good I don't try. know. Um, sorry, guys. I don't mean to offend anyone with my shocking pronunciations, but. Anyways, uh, and Voyens is a track that even though a lot of, a lot of riders ride week in, week out, there's always a GP there, mm. and the Speedway of Nations They'd be familiar was with there it. last year too. They'd, most of the field would be familiar with it. <laughs> Absolutely. Just for not sure. regularly. For sure. 300 metres, average length, mm. um, track record holder. Yeah, another long-standing... 2011, Michael Yepsen Jensen. Another, yeah, another Dane. Mm. Um, but yeah, the 20... 2022 results, so Schmarzlick first, Freddie Linger in second, Leon Madsen third yeah. with Rasmus Jensen was the wild card. I can honestly see, and this guy has rode exceptionally well. So far, he's um, had a good start. This year, Benjamin Basso. Um, yeah, so he'd be your wild card, you reckon? I think he'll be the wild card because he's also the Voyans home rider for SCS Club, mm. Sondjaland. Um, but oh, in saying that, Benjamin Basso is not without controversy. He's had, he's had a yeah, bit of a controversy this year, which I will, we will get into. We'll, we'll talk about it soon. We will get into that soon. Um, and then final round. Yeah. Finishing it off in Poland. Finishing it off in Poland in Torin, one of the mm. best racing tracks. Yeah. Um, home to Patrick Dudek and Robert Lambert for this year. Um, with our very own Jack Holder with the, with the track record. With the track record. But again, in 2017. Long time ago. Yeah, five, six years ago now. So... Uh, so 2022 results, Vashlik 1, Schmarslik 2, Leon Madsen 3, Kasper Vornia wildcard. So I'm really hoping like Jack with that track record. Hope it stands. I hope it, yeah, well, I hope he comes out and, and wins the night. One thing I've noticed about Jack and the same as, as Bewley, because they, the, they were only brought into the GP last year because the Russians got thrown out. Mm. So <coughs> they were 1 and 2 on the reserves list. Mm. But tell you what, they always seem to top the qualifying. They are yeah, so I, I, I fast. Like, I like the qualifying yep. format. Yeah, it's um, it's revolutionising. Yeah, the sport. oh for sure. So, so so many other sports are doing it. Yeah. So that's for another. That's bit, for another podcast. It's about time that they caught up. Yes, absolutely. But um, in in I predict um, I predict Victor Lampart will be the will really? be oh, the because he's a home rider, tour and rider. Yep. So could definitely see that, and they they end with with tour in most years. Uh, mm. Obviously, it's a great track. A lot of guys uh, love riding there. Or um, Vashlik, yeah, uh, Vashlik first, Schmarzlik second, Leon Madis- Madsen third, all in two thousand and twenty two. So yeah, that rounds out our ten rounds for the yeah. SGP. Yeah, really looking forward to it. It's gonna be unreal. Uh, we'll we'll get another episode in before the start. Yep, of absolutely. the first round. Absolutely, we'll just we'll focus in on that. Um, Croatian. Just quickly, I've just put up on the screen here above us this year's um, the, the riders this year. Apart from Schmarslik and apart from Doyle, is there anyone else that um, is there anyone else that p- pops out at you that you reckon might have a really good year? Uh, Ty. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, agree. Like if if he agree. if he finds his gear this year, Ty. I'd be very disappointed if he wasn't going to push a top three this year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I 100% I'd agree say with you. I, I, 
he'll leapfrog over Bewley and Lambert, and I, I still think they'll go have a strong season as well. I think it's got to be Ty's year to make a top three. Yeah, okay. Um, I can't argue with that. Lambert, Lambert, uh, Bewley, yeah, top eight material still. Yep. Definitely. I, I still think they'll be there in the top eight. Um, not sure about Madsen and Lindgren. Oh, it's... How do you take Madsen away from second spot last year? That's right. And the year before, he only got second by two points. Mm. So he knows how to he knows how to stick it to Schmarzlick, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then Yanoski. Yanoski's been in it a while now, hasn't he? He has, yeah. He's done he's done nine years. Yeah. Or this or this will be his, his ninth, ninth year. appearance. So yeah. I don't know. May, maybe Lingren and Yanoski might drop out of the top eight. Yep. And that might introduce – well, Lambert Bewley still stay there. Well, top six is automatic for next year. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, Smarslik, Madsden, Bewley, Lambert, and then I want to put Ty in there and Doily. Keep your eyes – I said it here first. He won a few GPs last year. He's only getting stronger. He's the number one man at his club, Gorjov. Martin Vashalik. I cannot – Count you do, him out. You do, yeah, you do rate him. I cannot count him out. Yeah. He, he just needs to stay injury-free. It is his eighth if, season, so he's, he's got the experience behind him now. If he can stay fit, he's been riddled with injury in, in his recent career. Mm. He, oh, I'd like to count how many times he's been on the rostrum. I, I haven't got the figure up here. But yeah, there you go. For, for last year. Vashalik, he won in Prague. Uh, Three times he was on the podium. He, he won, won two. He won two Grand Prix. Well, there you go. Year, and he got second. What was it? Czech Republic first, Polish second, Polish first. Yeah. So I can see him having it's just a, all his other races that he just couldn't. What was he? he finished ninth last year. Three times on the podium. Three. But, but did, did he miss out with injury? Yeah, he missed uh, the Cardiff. Yeah, the British Grand Prix. So I, that's my man to watch anyway. Mm. And just before we get off the GP chat, I uh, didn't say this at the very start, but the reserves list for 2023. Now, what they've done, there's a trend here, and I'll explain at the end, but there's – so the number one reserve, if someone gets injured or mm. pulls out, is Andej Levadevs from Latvia. Latvia. So number two, Jan Kvetch from Czech Republic. Three, Kai Huckenbeck, Germany. Uh, Posh Luke, Luke Poshbecker. From the US. Yeah, yeah. Dimitri Berger, France. Timmy Salonen, Finland. And Marco Levishin from the Ukraine. So they are the reserves. Now tell me, is there any? Is there a trend with those riders? Uh, the only thing I've noticed about him is that none of them are from the same country. Well, that's half of it. Yeah, they're all Latvian, Czech Republic, Germany, US, France, Finland, Ukraine. There are none of them in the same country. So what... What the, the FIM have done, so the FIM and Discovery Sport put their heads together and they've selected, because th- these are selections. They're just, they, the, the FIM, the governing body selects yeah, these selected guys. Them. They've selected only riders from nations who don't have any representation in this forthcoming year. Yeah, okay. So as you can see, there's no Latvian rider yeah, in the top of course, 15. Of course. So what they're doing, they're trying to, they're trying to broaden the... Mm. The, the viewers, yeah, country-wise. Yeah. I think that's a fantastic idea. Yeah, so because in – is this the first time they've done that? Because in previous years, they just used to go off the GP qualifiers Correct. and go yep. whoever Correct. finished well, you look third here. or second in the final. Well, you look in the, the GP plat qualifiers. So, obviously, Kim Nelson won it, mm. but Dan Bewley got second, and Jack Holder and Max Frick third and fourth. So, that's why those two guys – 
into the GP, mm. you know. But I, I think it's a, a great thing. Like, you, you, you want people... You they want, are trying to diversify the sport, like, to widen its footprint across Europe. Correct. And you look at the... Like, Luke Becker. Like, that, we want US viewers. We mm. want... Oh, for sure. That's we, a massive market there, just that's untapped. I've spoken to um, TW in the past as to, in the 80s and 90s, and even early 2000s, US, the US were the Poland of today. Mm. The US had unbelievable riders, world champions, Bruce Pennell, Billy Hamill, Sam Ermolenko, Greg 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 Hancock, Hancock, um, Bobby Ott. uh, They had so many, uh, Sean Moran, Kelly Moran, Ronnie Corey, all these world-class riders. And now they've got Luke Becker flying the flag. You know, Brock Nickel, he's another uh, another uh, Yankee coming up through the ranks. But I just do – they obviously don't get enough um, support over there. Yeah, I, 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 the I, youngsters. Don't know, I don't know what it is, but also the US tracks over there are tiny. Are they? They are tiny. Dan Bewley went over there and did a, a couple of meetings in the in the US at uh, the start of the year or the mm-hmm. end of last year. Completely different tracks. One Like absolutely completely different. Nothing like them. Tiny. He would have um, killed it. I think. I assume so. Well, I don't think he did as well as a lot of people thought he would have done because Because of the tracks. Because the tracks are just so different. Yeah. But, you know, like Latvia, Czech Republic, like Germany, France, Finland, Ukraine, the Finnish Timmy Salonen and Ukrainian Marco Levishin, even Dmitry Berger, they had great, great Speedway of Nations results. Mm. They rode extremely well. I think it was Marco Levishin who ended up beating Bartosz Schmarslik in a race. Maybe what they um, – they should take a Grand Prix over the USA. That could, hap- could happen. When was it last? I don't know if that's ever happened. I don't think it has, unless it happened in the in the mid-90s that I don't remember. Yeah, but I, I don't think sure. it has. Well, the Grand Prix format's only been around since <coughs> – was it 96, 97? 95 was the first one. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know if they've been to the USA since then. Yeah, I'm okay. Sure. Shit, actually, I don't want to say 95. I might, that might be wrong. Hang on. Yeah, don't don't um. Can you check that for me, please? Because oh, yeah. I really don't want to mess it up. I've got a. Or it might be ninety four was the first one. I'll tell you in a second. So, so anyway, anyway, take it to take. They've come over to the Australia. Mm. They've done that a few times. Send one over to the US. But I mean, they probably would do it if they had more US representation. Mm. Surprising with with Greg Hancock that they never. But did. they'll they'll take it to Latvia. It, it, have very few. Yeah. Yeah. 90, uh, 95. 95. Yeah, there you go. 95. 95. Yeah, and I mean, hey, if anyone from the FIM or Discovery Sports is listening to this, which I doubt they're not, but if they are, come to Australia. You doubt they're not? Come to Australia. Yeah. We have bring some it, of the bring it down here. best riders in the world with three representations in the, yeah. in the GP. All right, just quickly. Oh, they would, surely. Surely if we retain... It'd only take one of those boys to have a big year this year mm. and I reckon they they couldn't not have a Grand Prix mm. next year in Australia. Off the top of your head, if you were to choose and you gun to your head, you had to choose where a GP in Australia would be best suited. Mm. Go. Tell me where. Well, we've, we've, we've had it at Sydney Olympic. We've had it at uh, Melbourne. What was that one? Eddie Had Stadium. Eddie Had. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I know, I, I know what your answer is going to be, so I'll, I'll try something different. Um, maybe take it to like a SunCorp, or that might be a bit big. I think that's it might be a bit big. Um, 
Suncorp and Etihad Stadium have probably similar seating capacity. Yeah, which were massive. Mm. Huge. For Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe maybe a Gold Coast or a C Bus Stadium, I think it's called in the Gold Coast. I don't yeah. know what their capacity is, but it wouldn't be as big as Melbourne, so it's probably not a bad shout. You'd want to try and find something that can give off those Cardiff vibes. Yeah. Those um you don't want an 80,000, 90,000 capacity stadium. It's a bit big. It's an overkill. But what was what was Millennium Stadium or oh, 60 60 odd? You wouldn't I don't I don't think we could get 60 odd thousand to Australian nah, GP. No, you couldn't. You just wouldn't. In my opinion, I think somewhere along the lines of like a smaller a smaller yeah. still a stadium event, but a, a more intimate stadium like yeah. I know I'm from the area but like uh uh McDonald Jones McDonald Jones Stadium mm. in Newcastle, for one, it's New, world New, class facilities. Newcastle is right next to Maitland. Yeah. Maitland is where Speedway started hundred yes. years ago, and it's it's a stadium that you are right on top of the top of the of the field, field. Um, and its capacity is nowhere near like like Melbourne, and it would feel full. The um the atmosphere they would have be the full. Supercross there. They've had Supercross before a few times, so it is doable. Yep, they've had ru- they've had rugby league there with the Knights. Yeah, Go yeah. the Knights, up the Knights, up the Knights, up the Knights. They've had rugby union matches there. The Wallabies yeah. have played there. Um, yeah, with the, they've had Nitro Circus go there. Mm. Um, oh, it hosts so many um, top tier events. One thing I loved about Melbourne is that they actually took a sec a section of the of the, the ground floor grandstand away. Mm. And put the pits there. Mm, so and then the you could see. The whole stadium could see the pits. Which I, I like. The whole stadium could see Sam Masters' big orange fist. Fists. Connect old mate Nicky Pedersen's... Uh, I remember standing above it. <laughs> this <laughs> wasn't it good. Oh, it's so good. But we might get to that later. But yeah. anyways, I, I come to Australia. Gosh, we need it. We need it here. Yeah. And I think we'd put on a huge crowd. Yeah. Financially, whether they can afford to yes. to hire that venue out. Yeah. Who knows? Um, there, there are a lot, a lot of Sydney stadiums that are smaller. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. A lot of... That's true. Um, Gosford. Gosford's got a pretty... Is it, um, yeah, oh, Central Blue, Coast. Blue Tongue Blue Stadium. Tongue, that's a great stadium. Blue Tongue that's Stadium. That's a nice little size. Belmore in, in Canterbury. Yeah. Bankstown. Um, yeah. It's, it's um, plenty. There's plenty. Plenty, plenty of the, plenty down of the of the But then the problem is with sound. Oh, didn't for, for five hours or whatever it is. Yeah, well, it didn't bother them when they put the Supercross there. Yeah, it's true. It's very true. Anyways, enough of uh, GP talk. Yeah. Let's finish this podcast. What are we on? With some of the heated and fiery moments of recent times. Okay. Some good and bad. Some good and bad. And I only bring this up because of recent, there's been a few fiery confrontations mm. in the UK. So we've seen it all where Kings Lynn versus Sheffield. And after an on-track incident, Sheffield rider Lewis Kerr crash tackles Kings Lynn. Yeah, Kings Lynn's Michael Palm Toft. I didn't get to see this. You didn't see the video? Nah. They, they, something happened. I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, it's just an on-track incident. Cut him off or something along those lines. And they come up to the to the, the, the gate, uh, the, the pits gate, mm. and they both get off their bike, I'm assuming, to have a discussion. And then before Michael Palmtoff turns around, Lewis Kerr is... He tackles him. Just runs and crash tackles him. Yeah. yeah. Now... I laugh. Speed, Speedway in the UK is a bit doom and gloom at the moment. But tell you what, this puts it in the paper. 
does, yeah. And it makes it entertaining. And then you've got the reverse fixture when mm. these two blokes go head-to-head again. It just makes a good talking point and it's it's exciting. Yeah. It gets spoken about. Oh, and anything to get them in the press, I suppose. That's right. <laughs> and you know what? I saw the tackle. I don't think Lewis Kerr will play rugby for England. Don't. But it was pretty funny. <laughs> it was pretty... He gave it a go. He gave it a red hot crack. Um, so... Put it this way, yeah, it looks bad for the sport. Mm. I tell you what, I put a smile on my face that morning when I saw it. So for most fans, hundred percent, look great. Um, I do not condone violence. Do not condone fighting. <laughs> but any press is good press. That's right. Uh, as well as uh, not long after that, Glasgow Tiger Benjamin Basso and Edinburgh Monarchs Craig Cook, after the Dane waited for the Brit to stop at um, stop his bike at the pit gate, where he gave him a shove in the face. Mm. Now I saw this where Benjamin Basso had his helmet off. And he was walking over to him, and he like sort of y- grabbed him by the by the pe- by the helmet and like yelled at him and pushed him, mm. and an old mate nearly fell back. It wasn't no tackle or punches or fights or anything, but it was it was a bit of spice. Yeah, yeah, a bit of spice made it heated. It was heated, um, and just all these have got me thinking about some of the past. The best ones in the past. Some of the past exchanges, and I tell you what, there's, there's a couple of good ones. Now, I don't know about you, but yeah, it, it gets me a little bit. bit of, there's nothing, nothing wrong with a bit of old-fashioned brouhaha, but his his hoss. So one of them is uh, say Foodnov versus Scott Nichols. Just hopefully uh, my see if in, internet here works, uh, which is it's been shocking recently. So I'm trying to get it to happen. So, as you can see here, Scotty, Scotty Nichols, and Saifudinov, they have a bit of a, a bit of a t- tussle, and they they run each other into the fence at the end, and they start pushing and shoving and mm. carrying on. And I tell you what, it was it was huge yeah. news. It was huge. Well, was news. it two thousand nine? Was it that? Was it that long ago? Yeah, it was too. Two thousand nine. Two thousand nine in Cardiff as well. So the biggest stage yeah. of the of the of the calendar. Yeah, some would say. Um. Yeah, they had to get restrained. They were throwing punches and and hitting each other in the yeah. helmet. Which what's that gonna do? Well, break your fist. That's right, exactly. So, anyways, it was it's pretty funny. Yeah, pretty funny, and it made made news everywhere. It made news down here. I'm pretty sure. Mm. So, uh, so that was one of them. So I, I remember that one very well. Uh, we did speak about this one just before, Sam. Sam, yeah, we love this one just because we were there. <laughs> Sam, and, and it wasn't and even Nicky Pedersen. It was Nicky's mechanic. Could have easily been Nicky. Could have been, but Nicky's mechanic just got up in his grill. Nicky's bodyguards. Was, was having a guard him. Here he is there. He's, they're getting separated. Man, this incident is terrible, it's but terrible. we're doing what we can. And, yeah, you just see. 20, far out, 2015. <coughs> I can't. That was seven years ago. Yeah, eight years, I know. eight years ago. Sorry, this year. Like, and look at this. Just feel that long. Just the big scrap, and you know, yeah, bodies flying, bodies flying everywhere. People getting tripped over. Sam's full padded up with his goggles. Yeah, and he, he's helmet. not going to get hurt. What's the point? He's What's not the point get of? Hurt. You know, you see, mechanic comes along in his t-shirt and thongs, and he's going to take on yeah. Sam in his leathers. Yeah, silly, silly. But that was one to remember. That was um, yeah, gosh, I remember that like it was yesterday. Absolutely hilarious. Uh, Another one here is um, what do we got? Nikki Pedersen, Nikki Pedersen, Nikki ta- Pedersen takes out um, Greg Hancock in a Swedish league match. Yeah, right. Now from the you wouldn't expect this from Grin. He's always happy. He's always mm, happy go lucky. 
Anyways, so so Nikki just blatantly takes him out on the straight, right? Now, obviously, Greg extremely not happy about mm-hmm. it, and you see him get up, and he's running towards Nikki, and you think, oh, this can't be good, because <laughs> he's running a fair. Long he's way. he's run a long way. So we're we're watching it for the listeners. We're actually Anders and I are sitting here watching it on YouTube now, and he's actually running a long way, and he just decides, you know what? I'm just going to absolutely attack. He can take him. He's down. running. Fully takes him off the bike. I've seen the footage, um, this exact footage, but from someone's perspective in the crowd. Yeah. And the whole crowd erupted with laughter and thought <laughs> like someone's finally done it. Yeah. And so you know what? You wouldn't expect that from from Greg Hancock. From Greg. Absolutely hilarious. And you know And what? it probably because it's Greg, it means more. Yeah, there was definitely it means meaning more behind it. Coming from him. Absolutely, there was meaning behind it. There was some venom in that um, in that tackle. You know what? I, I said the same thing before about the 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 other tackles, but yeah, he's definitely not going to play rugby. <laughs> That's it. Definitely not, not rugby players. No, definitely not rugby players. Now, this one I enjoyed. I really liked this one. Gosh, this internet is terrible. So Nikki and Yanovsky having a bit of a battle mm. in where was this one? Uh, uh, Nikki Gorjov in two thousand and eighteen. Yes, right. So Nikki and Yanovsky having a bit of a battle. Grand Prix. In a Grand Prix. So Yanovsky's got around Nikki. And they he, he looks back. Nikki obviously and he, didn't and like he, it. He looks back and he gives him the finger mid-race. So Yanovsky's <laughs> mid- that. He's taking his hand off the handlebar. Taking his hand off the handlebar and giving him the, the finger mid-race. Absolutely. Like that's yeah, that's cocky, that but that is confidence. I absolutely love that. Yeah. It was absolutely hilarious. But then it all erupted. It all erupted in the pits afterwards where they, they both went up the up pit lane and they're into each other. They're crashing mm. bikes. They're pushing and shoving. All the mechanics got in the way and it just didn't need to, to blow out to as big as it did. Yeah. Here so we, look at here this. Yeah, there, there, the boys got are on. Got him down the tunnel look at, there. Nicky's looking around like, oh, what did I do? Oh, what's wrong? What's wrong? Oh, that yeah. was an accident. Yeah. No. it's He's been doing it all night, ref. Yeah. And you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if the promoter's... These meetings are probably playing up to. Oh, there, oh there's he's a got a big shove in the back. <laughs> there's Phil Morris. Phil Morris trying to be the referee as well, the yeah. mediator. Phil Morris giving him the finger like giving him sh- the finger. Stop. Yeah, you shut up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Dicky. <laughs> oh, it's just, it's just funny. It's hilarious, and it's always Nicky. Nicky's been in. Well, it's a common theme, isn't he's it? He's been in all of them. So oh, he's theme. been in all of them by one. Yeah, absolutely. Now this one, I love this one, and I'll tell you why. So this is this is in um, in Cardiff in 2010. So this is Jason Crump yeah. versus Chris Holder. Chris Holder, right? Obviously not. Listen to this. So they're just having a discussion, mm. but it's it's Chris's response that I loved about this. So Crumpy's just telling us how great Chris is as a bike rider, but he wasn't left with enough room and. Now listen to this. Chris Holder, very <laughs> professional. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, let's. It that was is an, what that it was is. An up and coming, Chris Holder too. It, it is what it is to him being world champion. It is what it is. Let's race. Yeah. I love that. That's yeah. some proper Aussie spirit. That is yeah. an Aussie thing. Rubbins racing. Rubbin, Rubbins racing, <laughs> Harry. It is. But you know. He's obviously felt hard done by. They got into a bit of a tussle, mm. but they're mates after it. And he said, "Yeah, whatever. Let's race. Yeah. Let's do it." Like, yeah, no bad blood. P- 
very professional from Chris. Saw water under the bridge. Yeah. And even um, Crumpy said in that too, he said um, he was left with not much room, but that is racing. Mm. And he, he's a good rider. I fully appreciate that. But and look, very professional from Chris. So two, You took two other riders in the same scenario. <laughs> totally different outcome. Absolutely. Maybe the fact that they were both Aussies. Both Aussies yeah, has something kind to do of with it. Tamed things down a bit. Right now, this is I've left the best one for last. Oh, oh, the oldest one. The oldest one. So now this is at Hackney, in England. England. In a 1995 GP. British GP. For all your listeners out there, I guarantee ah, so you. So this has been the first year of the um, you'd GPs. Kn- you know this one. So this is the great Craig Boyce, right <laughs> jab to Thomas Golub, helmet on, goggles off, right between right the eyes. Between the eye. Saw stars laying on the ground. I'll just press play, hopefully. So, as you can see in this particular video, Boyce is on the outside. Boyce is on the inside. Golub's gone wider, cut back in. And just fully takes Boyce out. Completely. Took his his leg out. Took his front wheel from under him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... From from the remembering, yeah, he's come walking up to him now. He's running. Just want to say good day, mate. Bang! Oh, <laughs> it's just it's laid just a, him as a king hit. Laid him out, just but straight between the eyes. It's yeah. not like he didn't see it coming. Just and then just casually just, just walks away. Yeah, a goal of still down. True Aussie spirit just walks away. Jeez, that felt good. Just, With the crowd yeah, cheering every, and listening to all the interviews and stuff. Golub was doing it all series. Yeah, okay. Doing it all series. And, you know, it's just you do it to the wrong person. We're going to break down that meeting when Boise comes on. Yes, 100%. <laughs> I, I keep saying I need to get in contact with him, but I 100% will. So, yeah, great. And Rickardson was in that race too. But what what a meeting. What what a what a, a pastime. Yeah. Like that's, that's still spoken about today, mm. you know, Boise's right hand. Oh, it's hook. legendary. It's yeah, just straight on, straight through the visor on the helmet on the noggin. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that he couldn't have done that again, even if he tried. No, it's like that's actually picture perfect timing. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's it for me. That's it. You get through your beer. Yeah, I got me through my beer. I was I was ready for a second one about an hour ago. <laughs> so, um, anything else that you you got for us? You wanted to bring up? Uh, no, nah, not really. No, I'm just getting excited for the GP. Yeah. Coming, it's 29th of April, so it's in 10 or so days. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get, we'll catch up again before then. Yep, and um, dissect that first one at Croatia. Yes, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, so that's it from us. Um, I don't think there's really anything else to talk about. There's more Speedway coming up. Mm. You got all the leagues coming. Up. I think there's meetings again tonight. Yeah, which yeah. I'll report on. The, you know, most nights now. Yeah, now, now that all three countries are in. Yeah, literally. So, Exciting. anyways. Anyways, that's uh, it from us. We will catch up with you next time and stay safe. Thank Peru. you. Catch us.